The Ghostman Show on AlbionRadio.com Paranormal Places to Stay, if you wish to. Black Swan Hotel, York. Nestled away in the Pistrick Village town of Hemsley. In this 15th century inn turned four-star hotel. The hotel is made up of three houses, well known for its ambience and practical activity. Staffs and guests alike reported a number of apparitions who frequent the hotel who are thought to be patrons of Black Swan over its many years of service. One of the ghostly figures is of a man wearing a bowler hat, appears to be waiting for someone at a bar before slowly disappearing. Another is a highwayman wandering the kitchen of the hotel, dressed in riding boots a long black co- cloak. Staff also say a small boy known as Matthew regularly appears in a bar dressed in traditional Victorian clothing. He is thought to have been a pickpocket responsible for his unexplained disappearance of a number of items behind the bar. Alf Delferi Hotel Liverpool Hotel sat on the ground of the El Delferi since the 18, early 1800s. Staff members of guests have put it strange going on with the ghostly figures over the years. Many tell the story of apparition of a teenage bellboy uniform picking up luggage before vanishing completely. This is thought to be 15-year-old Raymond Brown, who died in 1961, being trapped in a baggage lift. Another tale tells of a tragic man known as George, a man in his 30s with a pencil moustache, took his own life while at a hotel in the 1930s. Apparitions are also known to haunt the lift. Unseen spirit that whistles a breeze down the, n- the necks of those before using it, and even tapping people on the shoulder. The third floor of the Delphi is said to be most haunted with reports of demons residing in the halls. After complaint about growling sound, disembodied ranting of an angry man echoing across the hall. Old Hotel Sandbrook. Old Hotel hotel sits in the centre of town, dates back to as far as 1656, occupying the site of an ancient mansion once inhabited by sandbouts. Dubbed one of the most haunted places in Cheshire, there are a total of 14 separate ghosts thought to reside in the building. Room 11 is said to be the most haunted of them all, rumoured to be visited by many ghosts including an elderly lady sitting in a chair by the bed. Most commonly experienced at the hotel is the spirit, the original owner of the hotel. Sir John Radcliffe, a tall man in traditional 17th century clothes, appears directly in front of staff, rattles door latches, and makes the glass, glasses hanging in a bar swing on their hooks. Another ghost thought to reside is that of a grey lady who wanders around the halls, is searching for something. It's thought to be the spirit of a woman frankly hunting for a missing baby, a spirit that occupied the building after some of the panelling used to build it was recycled from nearby Haslington Hall, where the panel was removed, ready to be taken to Sandbridge. The skeleton of a baby is found in a wall, thought to be the tragic child of the woman. Numerous guests have reported sensation of being pushed under the water while having a bath, and several said they woken in the early hours of the morning, convinced that their bed is on fire, and urged to get out of the room. It's thought that this 
is down to the fire that whipped through the original mansion. The spirit of the soul perished while desperately trying to escape. Hartford Hall Hotel, Northwich. An old manor house dates back to the 17th century. Said to be haunted by ghosts of a nun, who has been seen on many occasions, both by staff and guests. People are puzzled to why a nun should be haunting this hotel. However, after investigation by a local historian, it was discovered the hotel was once a nunnery before being converted to a manor house. Though the identity of the sister remains a nun, it is believed the ghost haunting the hotel is of a nun who met a grisly end after being bricked up alive in the cell of a nearby abbey. She now wanders the halls of the hotel, randomly appearing to guests. This fault to be responsible for unexplained happenings in the building. Phantom hymn singers have also been heard in the early hours of the morning near the hotel. Hazelwood Castle, Tadcaster. First mentioned in the Doomsday Book in 1086, was a home in Sir Magra Vassarvasara. The castle turned boutique hotel. For centuries, rumours of paranormal activity at the castle were right. It wasn't until it transformed into a hotel in 1997 that there appeared to be confirmation of that ghosts. Tansy room reportedly haunted by a reparation of a black-robed monk, seen coming from an exit from nearby St. Margaret's Church courtyard. A dark figure roams across the walkway, only to disappear into the yew tree. The same figure crosses from the church to the laundry store area, a route that once used by the ancient priest to go down into the cloisters. The fireplace is a laundry. Library now sits where the cloister once stood. The library also houses a phantom clergyman who is seen searching the shelves for a book. His ancient spirit is thought to be one of the Kamites who died unexpectedly. His soul is forever tied to his quest for knowledge. Housekeeper tending to the, another is a housekeeper tending to the lavender bedroom who was working when she became aware there's somebody in the bathroom. Believing, believing a fellow member of staff was in the room cleaning, she began a friendly conversation, but no response. When she went to take a closer look, she discovered the bathroom empty and no trace of anyone there. Ruff, Ruff, Thin Castle, North Wales. Uh, found on historical grounds, the 13th century castellated fault. It's changed hands many a time. However, in 1826, a church castle was brought in place of the structure which stands today. Used as a hospital, so people suffering from rare diseases until 1960, and then transformed to a luxury spa hotel. About this time, the hauntings first begun. This grim history is well known in paranormal circles. Lady Grey Rifkin Castle Probably most well known and active ghost that haunts the castle. According to records, Lady Grey discovered her husband had been having an affair with a local peasant girl. Upon catching the parent trace, she took an axe to her husband's mistress in a jealous rage, hacking her to death. Lady Grey was quickly apprehended and said to be in a state of madness. She said to she was tried for murder and sentenced to death. No local clergyman would allow her to be buried and consecrate the gown. So it was decided she would be buried just outside of the castle walls. It said that since she confined to the castle, the execution failing 
failing to free her from her awareness. She'd been spotted by numerous guests and staff wandering the corridors of the hotel. It's also claimed to have been harassed by a ghost, a mischievous little girl who spends the nights running up and down the halls and knocking on all doors. Guests never quite catch the face of the girl, usually one only seeing her as she speeds along a, co- a corner out of sight while giggling. A golden fleece, York, L- is an L house. Publishers mentioned the York City Archives as far back as 1503. They thought to be 15 resident ghosts at the pub. Most, lately, most notably one is Lady Alice Peckett, former mayor of York, and owned the Gordon Feast in the 1700s. Many guests have reported seeing Alice wandering the corridors, hotel, moving furniture around, walking up and down staircases in the darkness of the night. The base in the pub was used in a mall during the World, Second World War in 1945. Canadian airman Jeff Monroe, who was staying in the room floor, fell from the window to his untimely death. It's unclear whether the soldier fell or jumped. There have been numerous sights of Monroe dressed in full uniform, waking guests. The figure of a man had been reputed, believed to be the spirit of a former landlord, who took his own life behind the bar. The scene behind the bar is false, with a hidden hook with a man supposedly hung himself. A ghost landlord is well known to those in local to the pub though no one knows exactly who he is. Staff have also reported that in the past they felt tightness around their necks. Glass had been mysteriously broken, and several of them described how their hair was pulled by, mis- by invisible hands. Moss Borough Hall, Sheffield, dates back to the 16th century. Its most famous spirit is known as White Lady, who will stalk the room hall room and halls of Musborough since she was murdered in the 1600s by the married square who she was having an affair with. After falling pregnant she threatened fret- to tell his wife a moment of separation he slit her throat the wailing angry voices that said to echo for the halls I thought to be the, the last argument. The room when a uh, killing took place is known as the John Lowe Darcy room suit is the oldest room in the hotel. Recent stories of a visit by a local medic, Dr. Pilcher, who had heard of the ghost, tales of ghostly happenings in the hall, but remains cynical. To prove he is correct in dismissing the tales, stowed overnight in the hall, in a room where the lady was murdered, with no incident to note to report. In the morning, he was welcomed by a staff member, came in with a cup of tea, only freezing his tracks. Perry looked down to see the sheets and pillowcases dripping with blood and a large pool of bedding flowing. onto the polished floor. The doctor was reduced to a quivering wreck was driven home by its bathroom staff. Immediately resigned as a doctor and never returned. UFO Times the military have tried to intercept UFOs and completely failed. As Stephenville lights on January 8, 2008, residents of Stephenville, Texas, reported a large object in the sky. Some of the witnesses said the UFO was as big as a football field. Others said that it was a mile long and a half a mile wide, and a number of flashing lights on it. Witnesses also claimed they saw two F-16s chase the large object and moving at a tremendous speed, rate of speed. Oddly enough, the Air Force originally denied there were any aircraft 
in the area at that time. Then they changed the story. They said they were doing exercise in the area involving 10-year-old jets. However, many residents of the, from all areas of life, including police officers in the area, said the UFO was definitely not something from Earth. Backing up the claims of UFO is the fact that lights were recorded by people on their cell phones. The story is picked up by the major news organisations like CNN and Fox News. The 2004 Iran incident. In the fall of 2004, it was made public that Iran was building a heavy water nuclear reactor near Amarak. After this, it was revealed American unmanned drones were spotted near it. So Iran started flying F-4s and F-4 receptors to surveillance around the area. This is when the Iranians spotted, started spot UFOs, both ground and air radar. Mysterious aircrafts had the ability to fly at speed of Mach 10, but couldn't also hover. Just to demonstrate how fast Mach 10 is, that is 10 times the speed of standard speed. And the fastest human craft was a, has a maximum speed of Mach 6.25. Never an F-41A was flying near the nuclear plant when the pilot saw a luminous flying object. They tried to land the lock on the object. The radar, the radio mysteriously went out. Believed the object was putting an electrical field that was disrupting the radar. Looking to neutralize the mysterious flying object, the pilot tried to lock a missile on it. But when he did, the UFO took off like a meteorite and disappeared. In 1976, Tehran, to Haran UFO incident. At 11 p.m. September 18, 1976, a command post in Iran received four phone calls from civilians who reported a light in the sky north in Tehran. It looked like a bird or helicopter. It was just much bigger. When he realized it wasn't a star, two F-4 Phantom II jet fighters to investigate. As the pro- pro- jets approached, certain instruments of planes stopped working within 50 miles of the UFO. However, when the instrument planes turned away from the UFO, the instrument started to work again. Despite this problem, one of the pilots continued to tail the UFO, which is hard to describe, other than it was diamond-shaped, as big as a Boeing 707, and bright flashing lights. The flashing lights consisted of four colours, blue, green, red and orange. They would flash so quickly, it was hard to tell what they were flashing. The object also has amazing flying capacities. According to pilot Lieutenant Paravez Jafare, it flew 28 miles in a blink of an eye. He also a small orb-like object came out the bottom of the diamond-shaped craft. The orb flew behind, around Jafare's jet was travelling near the speed of sound when he returned to the original aircraft. Then a second orb was released, it was straight towards Jarafari jet. He believed that he was under tax, he readied some heat-seeking missiles, but his instruments turned off, he took, got a lock. Jarafari considered abandoning his plane, but the orb changed direction and returned to the mothership. Feeling unsafe to continue, Jarafari returned to the base. But as he did, another orb, started chasing him. Both civilians and members of the Air Force saw the air object appear to crash in the desert. So Jafari was sent out to investigate it. He found no 
evidence of the crash. During his debriefing as a member of the CIA prison, he made a report on the incident and the report was had, was even sent to the White House. This is during the time when they were allies, obviously, which is obviously they're not now. The Mexican Air Force incident, March 2004. A Mexican Air Force was doing an anti-drugs full sweep in the area around the coastal town of Calapiche when they picked up 11 UFOs on the radar. Immediately one of the pilots said, we're not alone, this is so weird. They was in, the UFOs were not visible to the naked eye, but when they turned on the infrared cameras, they clearly could see bright lights moving rapidly on the camera. They decided to give chase, but when they did, they found themselves surrounded by UFOs. So they flew back to the base, and when they got back, they admitted to be, being a little frightened, because they never could have counted anything like that before. A Belgian UFO wave. Uh, March of 30th, 1990, and the early mornings of, hours of March 31st, people Belgians spotted strange objects flying in the sky. Lights looked like stars, but they kept changing colours. Radars even picked up UFOs, which were described as triangular flying objects. Two F-16s were sent out to try and intercept the UFOs. They were sent to, uh, spent an hour trying to do so. They even managed to get a lot on the UFOs three times on the radar, but each time they did, the UFO would speed off, a lot would be lost. Another mysterious aspect was the UFOs were moving at speed that could have been fatal to humans. After flying around for a few hours, a mysterious object disappeared in the sky. So the event was witnessed by over 13,000 people. The event Wood Waters Lincoln Heath incident. August 13th, the morning of the 13th and the 14th, 1956, two separate radars of two different Air Forces bases in England, RAF Brentwoods and RAF Lake Heath, both in Suffolk, started picking up unusual activity. Their objects were flying at incredible speeds. Unlike any air, known aircraft, first planes are sent to Brentwaters that they couldn't count any UFOs. Next, Linkith sent some planes to search for the, the objects they were making the blips on the radar. One plane spotted a UFO, the pilot tried to intercept it. When he did, the UFO made a fantastic maneuver and ended up behind the plane. The pilot tried to lose the object, but the unable to shake it off no matter what he did. They chased after him for about 10 minutes, returned to the base, visibly shaken by experience. The Cordon con- con- Committee which was a group funded by the United States Air Force from 1966 to 1968 that investigated the possible resistance UFOs. said the following about this incident. Summary, it's the most puzzling, unusual case of radar visual flies. Fouls of apparent rational intelligent behaviour the UFOs suggest a mechanical device of unknown origin. A most probable explanation is sighting. However, in view of the inventable Fertility witnesses some more conventional explanations of this brought cannot be entirely ruled out. Washington DC jet chase, summer of nineteen fifty two. In the Washington UFO DC area. A number of UFO fightings. The two notable on two consecutive weekends, july nineteenth to twentieth, july twenty sixth to twenty seventh. Twenty minutes before midnight on july nineteenth, near traffic controller, Washington National Airport. 
saw seven objects on his radar, about 15 miles southwest of the city. They reported aircraft in the area, UFOs are moving erratically. The towers checked and discovered no problem with them. The UFOs are seen on different radar nearby. Also, when the air traffic controller looked at the direction of the aircraft, he saw an orange light in the sky. Slowly more objects appeared in the sky, and even the area around the White House, a Capitol building. Air Force was called, and Air Force Base was close to the airport personnel. Also, confirmed seeing an orange light of fire trailing behind it. Throughout the night, planes were sent out to intercept the UFOs. By the time they got, they got too close, UFOs would speed away. When the planes returned to base, the UFOs returned to the sky. Last, this lasted about five to about five p.m. before the UFOs disappeared. Next day, the sightings made headlines around the country, with new Sunday papers claiming that five saucers visited the capital. The following weekend, eight fifteen of July twenty-sixth, a pilot flight attendant on a commercial flight flying on Washington saw a weird group of flights flight hovering above them. The lights were picked up on a radar. Some radios in the area started to pick up other UFOs in other areas around Washington. Jets were sent to intercept the UFOs. But again, any time one got closer, the UFO would speed away. Oddly enough, 50 years later, July 6, 2002, a doctor Living near Andrews Air Force Base, notice a bright blue light travelling at a tremendous rate of speed. The blue light was picked up by the Air Force and North American Aerospace Defence Command, NORAD. In response, two F-16s were scrambled to intercept the object, were flying in a restricted area. Witnesses on the ground said so they saw jets chase after a blue light at a high speed rate. Witnesses even said it appeared that one of the jets dipped its wings as if to communicate with URAF. No, no man confirmed the object did appear. Radar that uh, two jets were sent out. It was a UFO that they were chasing. However, they didn't. They never did give an explanation to what the blue light was. The Thomas F. Mantle incident, January seventh, nineteen forty-eight. The Kentucky State Patrol began getting calls from people claiming there was a strange object flying in the sky. They called and said the object was. About 300 feet in diameter, was flying slowly, heading west. The calls were sent up chain of command. The military was contracted. When the military personnel looked out at the sky, they saw two giant, slow-moving objects. So they went, sent out four F1 by one Mastangs, Mastangs to investigate. The three of the four pilots reached 22,000 feet. They stopped climbing, pursuing the object. A full plane piloted by a 25-year-old Thomas F. Mantle climbed to continue the climb, eventually reaching over 30,000 feet. Fortunately, the plane did not, was unable to handle the altitude. The sense of spin it killed him. The crash of Mantle was killed. The Air Force explanation was a crash was that Mantle facing a weather balloon. Most people think this is a cover-up. The King, King Ross incident. November 23, 1953, a plane was sent to investigate a flying object that appeared on the radar at Criss Cross Air Force Base. On board the plane was a Lieutenant Felix Munker, a radar man, 2nd Lieutenant Robert L. Winston. 
From the base of the control ground, watched and saw the plane approach the blip radar. As they got closer to each other, two radar dots became one, and then the one dot shot off in the disk radar. The search was immediately launched by both American and Canadian forces. However, after days of searching, no trace of plane or men found on their fate remains a mystery to this day. The official explanation is that the blip on the radar was Canada's Air Force, which was officially possibly colliding with another good plane. But this, but the Canadian American government evidently did not evidently deny this. And we have now a little bit of conspiracy theories. The weird world of miracles of Nigerian presence. Too good to be true. A six-year-old baby was reported raised back to the dead at the Mountain Miracle Liberation Ministries, aka Liberation City. This happened on the Sunday. February 7, 2016, miracle by Pastor Charles Chris Akafol left members of the church in shock with his parents, the child, baby, shed tears of joy. While others thanked God for the miracle, some Nigerians were not so convinced. Randy Mann's permanently erect penis erect healed. Randy Mann and the Sergon Asimoso was delivered at the Sedacon Church of All Saints. He said he slept with a demon possessed woman, after which his penis refused to go down. He made permanently erect, and no medical invention would bring it down. However, when he went to Socom, Prophet J.B. Joshua was able to cast out the demons and men who became flaccid. A man about to be buried, back, brought back to the death. Just day, days of old, Lazarus was brought back to death. A made man who was about to be buried woke up with the prayers. A sudden reverend father, Chindozi Monores Chil Akea, reported praise for a dead man who was ready in the coffin and mysteriously came back to life. Airtime commanded in, into phones. A pastor who heads Jesus City. Mountain Astro in Akakoa area in Ogoran State. Come on, angels. Send airtime to his members' phones during arrival science. The circulation was lifted up their phones while he prayed. When the prayers ended, well, some of his members came out to testify. They got supernatural airtime. Their phones, just a moment of breath. Pastor prayed. Girl turns into Python. Eleven-year-old girl reported turned into Python during the crusade. This happened with Prophet Joshua in Gola from Agaguru-based companion Royal Assembly Church stormed Karun for a apostolic evasion. She admitted having over a million demons to operate with and that she was a strong art man controlling the affairs of the country. When the God, man of God commanded her to manifest his true nature, she turned to the Python. And began gliding through the pathway. Pastor provokes miracle calls on phone call phones. One Pastor Vicky Doyle, who is of general sea of lit and there be light of all natures, decided to perform a miracle with phones with church members. He ordered his church members to gather the phones during the service of which he prayed to provoke Miracle calls. Mr. Axley, some of the phones, he probably started ringing on the altar as he was praying. 
unusual mani- tummy tuck miracle. A pastor performed a very unusual miracle. A woman named Zim I said to, told the pastor how his clothes were now tight, but because of a big protruded stomach. You told my pastor to raise her hands up within seconds. Her tummy went down miraculously. Pasta gives conjurers petrol to drink. To demonstrate his miraculous powers, the certain controversial South African pastor, Daniel Letsko, Rabbi Boric, sent a prayed over a bottle which contained, according to him, contained petrol to turn into pineapple juice. He then gave members of the congregation a drink. After similar content of the bottle, his contract testified that indeed tasted like juice. They asked for more. Pastor performed miracle using snake. A South African pastor, Pastor Panel of the End Times Disciples Ministries, showed his miracle skills during service. He declared a snake become a chocolate and gave the congregation to eat it. Funny enough, his congregation ate it and said it tasted like chocolate. He said the same pastor told his members to die on the ground when he drove his car over them to show the power of God. Isn't it wonderful, the wonderful world we live in, isn't it? I don't personally want, don't want to go and have a miracle in Nigeria at this particular moment. I may feign not to do it. But hey, that's his life, the universe, and the world as we know it. In the Ghostman Show, I cover the weird and the wonderful, and I hope you just enjoy it. That's me having a drink of water, by the way. And yes, that is true. It's coming to the end of the show once more. The Ghostman Show on Albion Radio. 